Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. And welcome back to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast. It is the first Monday of a new month, and we're going to be talking about funny gals this month. And thank goodness, because wow, a lot seems to have happened in the last month, and I think we could all use some laughter. So in case our lovely listeners are tuning into this episode, maybe in like the years to come, uh, and wonders just what in the world I'm talking about, let's see who gets this reference. For over a thousand generations, the gal pals were the guardians of women's history and joy in the old republic, before the dark times, before the corona. Katie, do you understand that reference? No. (laughs) 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 Katie might, her internet might be completely frozen or she's giving me a death glare. Katie, did you understand my glorious reference? No. (laughs) No. Well, we opened the Gals Guide Library on March 6th, and it is the first ever lending library dedicated to women's history in America. And it was an amazing 11 days uh, before we needed to close circulation because of the COVID-19 outbreak, which is okay, because we're going to do a grand opening later, and maybe even like Ewoks will be there, right? Who knows? There you go. (laughs) So we have moved our efforts back online and we're doing our small part to encourage people to stay home and practice social distancing. And speaking of social distancing, we are recording this month's show a little bit differently. So instead of four drunk gal pals in the front room of my house, we're all connecting online from home. So the show might sound a tiny bit different. We might have a little bit of lag issues, like I think we just lost Katie. (laughs) (laughs) but we will figure that out in a second. (laughs) Uh, So we're probably going to have like a little bit of lag issues. It's also quite possible we're actually more drunk than normal. (laughs) You never know. Oh, and there might also be video of this on YouTube. So (laughs) that's a special treat for (laughs) y'all. Kind of a nightmare for us. (laughs) Oh, coming back. She's coming back. (laughs) I was about to do introductions too. (laughs) I'm here. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for Gal Pal introductions, I wanted to recreate a scene from Almost Famous where Sapphire, she bursts out of the backstage door and she has a bottle of champagne where I have pink drink. So how about that? Um, And she shouts, does anybody remember laughter? Remember that one? Uh, so because I feel like that ice-breaking energy is something we need desperately right now, uh, I will introduce this month's gal pals with that simple question that Robert D- Roger Daltrey asked as he climbed that stairway to heaven. So first up, she is our resident oversharer whose comedic timing is far greater than she even knows. <laughs> it's Katie Harris. <laughs> So, Katie, before you tell us what you have been up to, do you think anyone remembers laughter? Oh, yeah. I think it's all we have right now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Let me tell you, people, we are in the age of Joe Exotic. The Tiger King has exploded all over the internet, and all I do all day is look for memes. (laughs) That's your new normal. (laughs) My new normal. Not showering. I don't know what day it is. Right. Yeah. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love it. Well, but I know a good Joe Exotic meme when I see one. See, are you going to become a connoisseur? <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. <laughs> I'm also falling into the stereotypical baking my own bread, every meal is from scratch. Oh. I'm ready to take this to the homesteading level. Yes. I like it. Are you turned in your own butter again? <laughs> uh, we eat vegan here. Yes. Oh, yeah, true. So. <laughs> I didn't know if you were trying for like a vegan butter. <laughs> Turn your own vegan substitute. Right. So, dun, dun, dun. I am in the process of making my own vegan mayo. So <gasps> that counts, Yes, right? please. Ooh, yum. I do love a good mayo regardless. <laughs> Any mayo is right. good mayo. Let me put it that way. I haven't come across <laughs> mayo I don't love. <laughs> Sweet. Well, next up is our women's history artist whose savvy one-liners just crack my shit up. It's Bonnie Fillinworth. Yay! Hello. So, Bonnie, as we await the opening of the real-life Hunger Games, uh, does anybody remember laughter? And what is it? <laughs> of course they do. Um, no, I've been seeing all kinds of memes about the toilet paper and mm-hmm. all kinds. Of- I have not watch the tiger thing yet i haven't watched it either but i feel like i know too much <laughs> but it looks like it's some crazy shit <laughs> like i don't know it, tigers and like murder i don't yeah. i don't know what's going on My and, oh and what have you been up to girl yeah uh, i well the last week i have been because you know filing for unemployment (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I've been gardening the shit out of my yard nice all my little plant babies are outside right now getting some sun oh yeah I've been and you know bugging Trey because he's still working from home so I go in there about every hour and just be like hey (laughs) what are you doing are you you done working (laughs) I'm like there's some things I need your help with are you done yet (laughs) I'm sure that goes over well (laughs) yeah Fantastic. Uh, well, next up is returning gal pal who loves a good pun. One would say she might even have a whole box of them, right? Pandora. See what I did there? See? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, so That's where the name came from. It is. I know. That's why I love it. Ah, perfect. So before the world goes divergent, <laughs> let's welcome Debbie Spotsler. Yay! <laughs> so Debbie, have you heard of this thing called laughter and can you explain it to the next generation so they are aware of its existence? <laughs> you know, first of all, the whole next generation thing yeah. was, I'm like, okay, should I be offended because I am like older than you guys? No. And then y'all started talking about the Tiger King and I realized yeah. that other than one mention from my housemate, I have no idea anything about the Tiger King. Oh, so. gotcha. <laughs> Maybe there is a bit of a generational gap after all. Nah, AJ ain't nothing but a number. But I, I was going to say, I have heard of laughter. I live laughter. I laugh nice. at everything. Even, I mean, I once got, I sliced both thumbs in one day. Ooh, ow. A bad fast food work story. But while I'm in the emergency room, um, in there i am telling the guy that he should have been part of the spanish inquisition and you know i'm cracking jokes and they're like you're bleeding from both thumbs deep enough that we think it might have hit the bone and you're laughing i mean yes. that's just who i am um, I like it. <laughs> yeah. and especially puns although apparently as a generational thing now they're called dad jokes no, they're still puns. People don't know. It's still well, I thought so, but every time I hear somebody say, this is a dad joke, and I'm like, no, that's a pun. Yeah. When I hear dad joke, I'm like, oh, you mean you mean awkward or bad joke? Yeah. And no. <laughs> but sure. 
I dig it. Yay! So as for me, I am Dr. Leah Leach. I'm the executive director of Gals Guide, and I am not a real doctor. Um, I am an honorary doctor. So first of all, thank you so much to the real doctors and nurses who are out there that are in the front lines right now. Second of all, I finger quotes, video helps for finger quotes. I prescribe (laughs) that laughter is the best medicine. How about that? Uh, Audrey Hepburn once said, quote, I love people who make me laugh. I honestly think that the thing I like most is to laugh. It cures a multitude of ills. It's probably the most important thing in a person. So let's follow Audrey's words of wisdom and have some fun. Let's celebrate the funny gals in our lives. May they be comedians or writers or toothless grandmas. That's a shout out to uh, Moms Mabley. (laughs) (laughs) Because I do love my mom's Maybelline. Uh, so who wants to go first? Who wants to share their one cool, funny gal? Me, me. It's time for somebody else to go first this time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go for it, Debbie. I mean, I believe you do have to wrestle Bonnie at a later date. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll we'll fight this out later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I, like I did it. also probably take, take the, the, the first one chronologically. There you go. I like it. See, timelines. (laughs) (laughs) So my person is Mabel Norman, or for those who like the multiple names, Mabel Ethelred Norman. (laughs) It it took me, in all the research I've been doing, it took me till today to find her middle name. Oh, gotcha. They just, she's Mabel or Mabel Norman to everybody, so... Neat. And I know nothing um, about her, so I'm like super excited. Like, I don't even know the name. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'll just warn you in advance. She's like old style Hollywood. So getting nice. to the actual truth was a little... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there was a big PR department. <laughs> yeah. Starting with her, her birthday. Um, she was born November 10, 1892. Ah. However, her tombstone says she was born in 1895. Oh, no. Girl (laughs) needs those three years. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But she was born on Long Island. Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, And she was a tomboy as a child. The more I read about her, the more I thought, like, she's like my spirit mentor. Oh. Mabel Normand, if you ever watched the old... I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember when Noble Romans used to have the old movies in the restaurants. Um, for those of you who are listening, who are older, right. you <laughs> had been there, you might remember those. You'll I didn't grow up with the Noble Romans being around. I think that is probably my problem. I grew up in Michigan. We didn't have Noble Romans. Oh, well, that could be. Mm. Um, but if you ever watch the old silent movies, the old like the Keystone Cops and Charlie Chaplin and stuff like that, um, there was always a pretty girl in there a lot of times that was Mabel Normand oh gotcha so um she started out working as a Butterick model well actually she started she went to Butterick because she found out they were hiring young girls to work in the mail room so she applied for that they took one look at her and said you are far too pretty to work (laughs) in the mail room Uh and they sent her off and she started becoming a model so she made like 50 cents an hour doing modeling. Oh. Um, but she I'm worked assuming for that was kind of good at the time. I don't know. Eh, not so much. Okay. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> way, I mean, you know, it's terrible now, but. Um, right. But she also worked for, she was a Gibson girl. And if you oh, yeah. have heard of them, mm-hmm. uh, 
I had heard of Gibson girls. I didn't know who they were. Charles Jana Gibson was an artist who drew pictures of mm-hmm. pretty women in these mm-hmm. fancy big giant hair things. And For short. advertising a lot, wasn't it? Yeah. Also art, but, yeah. uh, but advertising. Yeah. Um, and she also posed one of the other jobs she had for was James Montgomery Flagg, who you might not know the name, but he's the one that did the Uncle Sam I Want You poster. Oh, okay. She did not pose for that picture. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be interesting. Um, Artist interpretation there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, she she heard about the moving pictures and she thought, hmm, I want she went to try and, and do that. They, they were hiring extras and she got five whole dollars for a shoot. Ah, well, that so would be better she, than 50 cents. <laughs> yeah, she went there. On the first day, she met a guy named Max Sennett. Oh, Remember Max Remember that Sennett. name? He's coming up again. Yes, I love Max um, <laughs> But she goes home. She gets home really late. Her mom's like, you are not going. Respectable women do not come in at midnight. You are never going back. Yeah, they do. So <laughs> a few weeks later, she runs into Max Sennett. He says, you have to come back. I know you were just an extra, uh, an extra, but we put you into the show scene and we can't finish the movie without you. Ah. So she goes back, falls in love with it. She's working for Biograph. Uh, she got paid, like I said, she got paid $5. Um, then Biograph moved to California. Mm-hmm. She's out of work. So she starts working for another company called Vitagraph. Oh yeah. And she became Vitagraph Betty. Nice. She made a bunch of films for them. And like, these are all short movies. Mm -hmm. And everybody wants to know who's Vitagraph Betty? What's her real name? What's she like? And and so she was already gaining all kinds of um, notoriety. Then Biograph came back to New York and got her and then they ended up going back to California. This time they took her with her because they'd shoot in the wintertime in California yeah. and in the summer in New York. I don't know. Right. Um, Sometimes Fort Lee, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but she made a lot of movies with Max Sennett, um, including a movie called A Walk in the Clouds, which was 1912. It's one of the first movies ever made with an airplane. She actually got into the airplane and um, they showed her taking off and everything and then the plane coming at people. It's the first time anybody had ever seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 1912, she and Max Sennett split off and decided they were going to start their own movie studio. Mm-hmm. And they founded Keystone Studios, yeah. as in the Keystone Cops and all that stuff. Um, she developed she developed that with him. The two of them did this together. Oh, cool. Um, and so she's in a lot of the movies. She's doing her own stunts because she was really into the physical comedy. Um, she did a lot of her own stunts and some of them were pretty dangerous. And somebody asked her one time, you know, you, you're risking your life in some of these. At one point, they're in a balloon and the balloon takes off by accident, finger quotes. <laughs> right. Um, and she has to climb down the rope and, you know, she could have died if she fell. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, are you worried about the danger? She's like, what the hell is the difference? It makes people laugh. It's like, I love that quote. Yeah. But she, she was a lot of the first in the, um, in the film industry. She was the first one to do the pie in the face gag. Oh. She got the pie. Um, oh. She was in the first uh, Keystone Cops movie. 
She was one of the first to direct her own films. Ah. She was directing some of these. Um, she also was really responsible for um, developing another famous actor you may have heard of, Charlie Chaplin. Um, he was My hired in namesake <laughs> yeah that's true well his first movie that he did for keystone studios he was terrible yeah according to Maxon. and he's like you're getting dumped we're not keeping you mabel's like no 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 hang on to him max like if you can do something to him fine so they worked together she she worked with him taught him about acting because he was a vaudeville star yeah Movies are a whole different animal. So he, she taught him how to do that. He developed the Tramp character that he was famous for in a movie that he did with her. Sweet. Um, and so he even, in his biography, um, talks about her and says that what an influence that she was on his acting and his life. Ah, and he didn't marry her? <laughs> you know what he tried okay there's that he, he actually wanted he wanted he was interested in her she's like no 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 that's just not going to work out romantically no, uh, they did share right. one kiss <laughs> okay gotcha but through the the problem is from the first moment that mabel met matt senate she was like over the over the moon for him and they, oh, both she, like, of them, they were just yeah and that started immediately for both of them He'd gotten her very, in the very early biograph days, he'd gotten her a little promise ring and it was just very cute. Aww. Um, and when we get famous, rich, we'll get married. And gotcha. that was the plan. Right. So they're making all these movies in, um, at, for Keystone Studios. And one of her leading men was Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle. They made oh, Arbuckle. 30 pictures together. Yeah. Um, and... That name's going to come up later too. So, oh, gotcha. <laughs> but she's got, she, you know, she's like in everything. She, the, the very first full length film ever made was Tilly Puncture, Tilly's Punctured Romance. And it starred Marie Des Dressler, but Charlie Chaplin and Mabel Norman were the ones that made the movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were just the ones that, that brought it. And it was just this great comedic movie. Um, plus, it ended on a girl power note because the way the movie ends, spoiler alert, sorry guys. I mean, it was what, 1915? <laughs> but a uh, hundred years, guys. Yeah, but it ended on a girl power note where they said, we don't need him, neither one of us. Um, so she was supposed to marry um, Max. They finally decided they were gonna get married in 1915. He got stupid the night before the wedding mm. and Mabel walked in on him and another actress. Mabelish. The night before the wedding. Mm, Max. So here's I mean, where, Max. Yeah. Well, here's <laughs> where one of those rumor things come in. Come in. Mm -hmm. We know that Mabel left and she had a serious head injury. Okay. But depending on which story, did May hit her with a vase because she got scared? Did Mabel run out and in a fit of, you know, oh, woe is me, jump off the Santa Monica Pier? Ah. We don't know. We right. just know that she ended up with a horrible um, head injury and she was out of things for like a while. Oh, no. Um, and there is a rumor that has never been substantiated 
that she was a drug addict. Gotcha. If so, if it did, maybe that was the time it would have started because of the pain for all that. Right. But her her nephew um, swears it didn't happen. Her nurse swears it never happened. Um, she was not addicted to anything but chocolate and alcohol. What, like you I did. can get behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's what somebody left Katie and now they're best friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but even if she had been taking cocaine and morphine, they were both legal at the time. So it wasn't, wasn't a big it deal as it in Coca-Cola at the time. <laughs> that's the rumor again, rumors, <laughs> but yes. <Right. laughs> yeah. It was um, definitely in your like cough syrup, cocaine yeah. and morphine. I mean, like that is true. It was a hop, skip, and a jump away. (laughs) But anyway, so Max, like, heartbroken. He's like, I really screwed up. So come back. She's like, I'm never working with you again. Um, He's like, come back. I'll tell you what. He gave her her own motion picture studio. Ah. And so it's the Mabel Norman Feature Film Company. Um, And she was able to write, direct, and everything. She made a movie called Mickey in 1918 it's the first movie with a woman getting the top billing it made a ton of money for that time it made 18 million dollars she wrote she starred she directed it was all her and it was amazing so max senate being the wonderful guy he was (laughs) sold the distribution rights used the money by his own um movie studio Right, sounds about right. Hmm. Yeah. At that point, she's like, I'm done. She leaves him. She signs with Sam Goldwyn and made 16 films in three years. Um, and she was all excited, except it turns out that Sam Goldwyn just wanted the name. Yeah. And, and he <laughs> actually was known for saying, I could throw just any script at her and it'll sell just because of the name. Right. Yeah. He so. knew that she people would come to see her regardless. Yeah. Right. So she got really sick of making bad movies really quick. So she comes back to Max, Max starts working with him again, but nothing romantic ever again. She was done. Right. Um, she just wanted to make good quality movies and he would give her that. And he did. That's when her life starts falling apart. Now I said uh, before that she's kind of like my spirit mentor. Yeah. One of the things that I've always had going on with me is that bad things I'm never really responsible for them but they just kind of happen around me gotcha <laughs> um I don't know why that happens it does and that's kind of what happened with with Mabel the first thing that happened is 1921 Roscoe Arbuckle gets into a scandal um yeah, that's right fatty Arbuckle three trials three separate trials for manslaughter of the same woman I don't know how that happened that's yeah um, yeah. Now that and you're he was acquitted. Like, okay. Yeah, he was acquitted of it. Right. But um, they decided they banned all his films. And since that was a lot of her work, her movies are getting banned. Oh, yeah. So then in 1922, she had started spending time with this guy named William Desmond Taylor. Okay. Um, and in 1922, he was murdered. Oh. She was the last person to. And we oh. lost Debbie. Oh, no. No one ever saw her again. <laughs> no. I was about to lose it again. I guarantee it. People are walking past our oh. house. 
Oh, there gotcha. But, but we're going to have Debbie back in a second. <laughs> and then we're going to be able to hear who got murdered. Yes. You left at the most awesome cliffhanger, Debbie. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, so let me find my, where's my. So you were at the murders. <laughs> okay, so I was at the wor- murders. Um, yeah, William T- Taylor Desmond was murdered. She was the last to see him alive. Um and everybody saw her leave. She, she goes over for a drink. Um, they're hanging out. He walks her to her car. They're blowing kisses. Everything's all happy. He is killed later. Hmm. So the police questioned her a lot because she was the last one to see him alive, as, yeah. except, of course, for the murderer. Um, the public, uh, they, they wouldn't let go of it. They decided everybody to loves the scandal. Her? Yeah. So um, they banned her films at a bunch of places and because that's what they did. I guess that's the power you have. Yeah. But there's all kinds of stories about why she was hanging out and why he was killed. The murder was never solved. Okay. Um, Somebody uh, years later wrote a tell-all biography where she said, well, if I did it, this is how it would have happened. Oh, no. So, yeah. But we know what happened when OJ wrote that book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, um, but there's all kinds of rumors about why he died was it that he was that she was on drugs and he was her drug dealer and it was a bad drug deal right um, or was it that he was actually trying to get her off the drugs and he was actually a hero that's the story the movie studio told but they had pretty sure that was just to sell yeah sell movies they have money in the game yeah. yeah so she was exonerated the the police were like you know obviously it's not her but people had a hard time believing it. And so it took a while for just as things were starting to get better. Um, in 1924, she's at a party and her chauffeur. And there are three names, three different names for who the chauffeur was, because it turns out he was under a false name. So there's like, was it Joe Kelly? Was it Horace Greer? Was there another one? Anyway, he shot this guy, Cortland Dines, using Mabel's gun. Oh, so yeah, another scandal. And while she didn't do it, and the question was, was he being protective? Well, it comes turns out that he was operating under another name. He was this hoodlum guy and like crazy. And the police said later that if um that if they hadn't come, if they hadn't stopped him, he probably would have killed Mabel as well because she was there. Yeah, right. Um, but anyway, so you know, here's another big giant scandal and she's, you know, again, people are freaking out. She's she's like the lady finger of death at this point. (laughs) Every place she goes, someone dies. (laughs) And then as if that's not all bad enough, um, some lady called Mrs. Grace, Georgia, Mrs. Georgia church tries to sue her because she and her husband were getting a divorce she sues mabel for estrangement of affections because her husband was in the hospital the same time she was getting an emergency appendectomy oh she never met the guy but he was in the hospital at the same time and so when they're splitting up she's like i got a way to get some money here uh, so she tries to sue mm-hmm. him at this point mabel's like i'm done right I'm, right I, I'm just done with this. I'm done with all the publicity and I'm nobody's gonna believe what I do anyway. I don't care. She mm-hmm. leaves movies and goes to goes on stage. Okay. She's gonna do this 
play. And so they produce this play. She gets on there. It bombs. Oh. Turns out that once again, she was getting screwed. The uh, producer, director, whichever he was, um, Al Woods, had tried to sell this script before. It had already bombed on Broadway once. Mm-hmm. And he thought, well, if I put a big name in it, it'll do better. Oh. Still a bad script. Right. Still a bad, a bad script is yeah. a bad script. Yeah. Yeah. So she gave up. She gave, went back to the movies and she signed with Hal Roach. Um, yeah, I know that. And name. did more movies with him, a bunch more with him. Um, most of whom were written by Stan Laurel. Oh, okay. Laurel and, and Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, um, there's one that Laurel and Hardy and Boris Karloff are in the movie with her. Um, and, but, and the last one she did was actually with Laurel and Hardy as well. Gotcha. So, but in the meantime, this is like 1926. Her life's falling apart. She's bombed on the stage. She's coming back, but, you know, it's just not the same. Yeah. Um, she gets drunk at a party because it happens. Stop going like to parties. Yeah. Well, she right. on a dare got married. Oh, on a dare. On a dare. He said, you know, I dare you. He gets drunk at the party. He's drunk too. And he gets down to his knees and he says, let's get married. She's like, okay. I mean, this is where good decisions happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they all go off. They get married. They immediately wake up, sober up oh crap, what have we done now? They never lived together. They both regretted it. (laughs) But they didn't want to get a divorce because yet another scandal. She's like, I can't deal with this. So they just maintain separate homes and and live their lives. (laughs) They're like, well, I guess I have this now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So um, in the meantime, Max Sennett has never stopped carrying a torch for her. He's gobsmacked. And he later later in life as he's talking about it, things he said the biggest regret in his life was that he hadn't married her oh so she's finally kind of getting her life back together and she's diagnosed with tb oh no she got the tuberculosis well it turns out she'd had it either some people say she got it during while they were filming mickey well it was um, the 20s disease <laughs> yeah but other people also said she'd had it since she was a child since yeah yeah i heard one a one source said 10 one a one source said 15 uh, charlie chaplin said she'd had it since she was 15 yeah i don't um, believe anything charlie says <laughs> you know yeah it's hollywood you can't believe any stories yeah. but we do know she was diagnosed with it right right yeah 1927 that pretty much ended it the the last mm-hmm. movie she made was called but oh one hour married uh there's no the irony there Hired by real yeah life. i know was it a documentary um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't know because there's we've never they've never been able to find a copy of the movie oh. or any proof that it ever existed but there's a lot of people that say oh yeah no no she made it so gotcha. again we don't know right um, so she ended up going into a sanitarium and died in 1930, February 23rd, 1930, um, when she was 38 years old. Aww. So. Hmm. 38 with the tuberculosis. Yeah, it's really sad. And again, rumors. Did she die of a yeah. drug overdose? Da, 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 da. But there, cause of death on her death certificate says tuberculosis. Plus, she was in a 
sanitarium run by nuns and they would not have gone for the whole drug thing so and she was in there for yeah. a year so yeah it was tuberculosis mm-hmm. um but i found a couple of quotes from her that i really liked one is i had no precedent nothing to imitate i created my own standard of fun oh i love that that's like cute you know, a model for my life yes <laughs> exactly you determine your own determination of fun (laughs) exactly um the other one she said was just because i'm a little well you know different people believe anything weird about me i can see that yeah yeah so but for her legacy total some total i i looked it up on her um website the fan site Mm -hmm. and she made 196 movies Plus the one hour married. If if that one's ah. true, 197 movies. Nice. Um, she has a star on the Hollywood Hollywood Walk of Fame. There was a soundstage dedicated to her 10 years after her death. She was all geared up to start making talkies. Yeah. They, they were excited. She's like, you have a good voice. You can actually do this. She was not like, um, what's her name in, in Singing in the Rain that had the funky right. voice. She actually <laughs> was going to be able to do this. And then the TV just messed all that up. No. Um, there was also a Broadway musical uh, made in the seventies called Mac and Mabel. Oh, that's on, about. Oh, that's about her. Yeah, it's about Mabel Normand and Max Sennett. And I didn't. Oh. I had never heard of the play. Yeah. But I'd heard the songs. Um, some of my favorite songs are in there. I won't send roses. Gotcha. If you've heard that one. Oh, yeah. maybe you haven't. But um, time heals everything and tap your troubles away. I know oh. all those songs. Love all those songs. They're all from that same play. I was like, oh, cool. Um, And there's a song written about her, sung by Stevie Nicks. Yes. Um, Stevie Nicks, um, and that needs to be in the show notes, a link to that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will totally put it in the show notes, Um, yes. She heard about Mabel Norman, and her story about being on drugs is what inspired Stevie Nicks to come clean. And she used Mabel Nicks as as her heroine. So... You know, really cool story. I like how you said heroin, but you really mean it in a different way. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> she hey, I made a my fun. heroin. Wait, I made wait. a fun. <laughs> you did, Pandora. Good job. <laughs> I can pontificate with the best of them, even when I do it un- un- unwittingly. <laughs> um, Fantastic. <laughs> but that's pretty much everything I have about her. That's amazing. So, pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She's really. It's funny, I went with her in the beginning just because I thought, you know, really cool, really used to like those old movies and mm-hmm. I was fascinated about the women behind him and then I go through it and she's like this amazing woman. I'm like, yeah, I scored. <laughs> it's worth going down the rabbit hole of history knowledge. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You never know how many murdered bodies you'll find. <laughs> I have no how many parties you go to. Parties. <laughs> It's right. <laughs> I'm just going to get married to the meta party and something to do. Yeah, why not? I like it. Yeah, well, considering my first husband was a guy I'd only known three weeks, I, I can identify with that part. See, there you go. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool, funny gal as Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast continues. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.